Welcome to your weekly astrological weather. This is your place to get practical guidance for not only surviving, but thriving with the cosmic tides. This podcast episode is sponsored by Astrology Hubs Academy. Wherever you are on your astrology journey, we have a class that will help you get to the next level. Hi there. Welcome to your weekly astrological weather. We are absolutely thrilled to have you here with us today on this weekly global astrological discussion. Now, as you settle in today, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and that notification bell. This will help you stay updated on all the new content that we release for you each week. My name is Jamie McGee. I'm an astrologer and one of the hosts here on the Astrology Hub platform. And I'm absolutely thrilled to be here on the weekly weather today and hosting every other week as we move forward. But no worries. If you're missing Amanda, she will still be hosting this podcast as well as other ones on our platform. So there's plenty of opportunities to catch her wisdom and guidance in all ways. All right. So today we will be exploring the astrological influences for the week of May 22nd through the 28th with our special guest, 2023 Inner Circle Guide, Ms. Georgia Stathis. Now, for those of you who have not met Georgia, she is absolutely amazing. She's an extremely wise and talented astrologer and teacher, both business and natal, all kinds of astrology. She's been practicing since 1977 and teaches internationally. Welcome, Miss Georgia. It's so great to be here with you today. All right. So Georgia, what would you say as we step into this week is the overall theme? The overall theme, I think, and I have actually an illustration to show is that there is actually a what we call fixed cross operating this i mean this week of course and it will kind of continue all the way through about Mm mid-june and i'll explain more about what a fixed cross is and some some good stories from old students of mine way back who used to say things to me on how to fix a fixed cross so um that's the that's the uh i think that's the overreaching thing that's happening this week so with a fixed cross, is that kind of like we're sort of locked in place, like waiting to... Yeah, it's locked in place. Yeah, because Mars will be in Leo early degrees. Okay. Uh, the nodes, early degrees of Scorpio, Taurus. Pluto at early degrees Aquarius, because it doesn't go back to Capricorn until June. And they're slow. But Mars is a little faster, but Pluto's super slow. The nodes, fairly slow. So they're really in lockstep with each other. And they're not exactly like Venus and Jupiter. They're Mars and Pluto, which is, you know, either you're going to fish or cut bait. You're going to do certain things. And and do you do it aggressively? Or do you do it in a more assertive way? There's, there's, it's just, it's Mars, right? It could be aggressive or it can be assertive, but it's the same thing. It's just a different approach. Yeah. Like clear boundaries and closing up good karmic cells. Especially with that slow moving energy. Oh. Um, it's been a long story. So you definitely want to honor the ending and open the door for the beginning. And, and sometimes that takes a little bit of work because, you know, with fixed energy, everyone has it somewhere in their chart. Right. And that's just where we kind of like, you know, we like things the way they are. It takes a little, a lot of work to get things in place. And when we have energies like what we're talking, which I'm sure you're going to dive into, we, we get nudged out of our comfort zone um, slowly, but surely. And I think, I don't know how, I don't know how you feel about this, but I personally, I have found in my life that leaning into the change, even if I don't want to, I'm a fixed sign too, sometimes helps a little bit with this energy. So but, being a little bit or nothing happens except explosive, you know, kinds of very yeah. stressful things. I mean, 
the, the every but the fixed signs are great too because they really finish what they start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there is a stick to itiveness to it. Yeah. But I mean, you can get stuck in the mud also. Right. And not yeah. be able to get your feet out. Yeah. It's a new perspective because the universe is always working for us, definitely not against us. Mm-hmm. And um sometimes, you know, we just need to be reminded. But yeah. So I can't wait to to look at this theme that you're and kind of like unpack it and see how it's gonna work throughout the week. I, do you want to share screen and kind sure. of dive in? That'll sure, let's do that. Okay, so we're going to get ready to get into Georgia's beautiful presentation. So if you're listening to this on audio, be sure to go over to YouTube when you have a chance so you can look at the slides that Georgia has. But otherwise, I think that Georgia always does a great job of explaining everything that you're going to see. And I think you'll still get a great understanding of what's there. But definitely, if you have a chance, check out the slides on YouTube. And yeah, here we go. Georgia, I can't wait. Let's dive in. So um, this is the weekly weather, May 22nd to May 29th, 2023. But I just, you know, I put a chart up and obviously this is happening exactly with the same configuration of planets, the same aspects, but in with different rising signs all over the world. But what I decided to do, just so you can see the configuration, is I just made it a zero Aries chart to just show you how we still have quite a bit of planets, quite a few slow ones too, still in this kind of all together mode over here in this lower left quadrant, which is still very independent, very roguish. And the thing about as the week begins on May 22nd, it's what we call a bowl shape. Mark Robertson did a wonderful book on guide to horoscope and interpretation many, many, many moons ago. And he talks about the seven different planetary patterns. And this week starts, which is perfect, with Pluto and Mars at the rim of the bowl. We're not going to count Chiron in this. We're not going to count the asteroids. It's a bowl. And a bowl is somewhat contained. And what we look at when we look at a bowl formation is what is, what it doesn't look like this is true, but what's leading the pack in the bowl? And what's leading the pack in the bowl is slow moving, like it's never moving, Pluto, which just went retrograde in the last couple of weeks and is slowly crawling back to 29 degrees of Capricorn in June. Since Pluto is leading the charge in this bowl, Pluto is very black and white. He says either you're going to de- decide to do something or there's going to be problems. That's Pluto. There's he, he doesn't, Rashid, it doesn't really negotiate very well. Yeah. I mean, Pluto's been kind of sitting there for a really long time saying, what are you going to do? Considering all the things that happened in my last month, we started with the new moon, solar, total solar eclipse at 29 degrees of Aries, 50 minutes at square position to this Pluto. And this has been a running theme all month. But since this week has this bowl configuration, until we get a few more of these faster planets moving beyond, we still have to look at the fact that it's active. Okay. And now also we have Mars opposite that point. And Mars is the god of war, but Mars is also about cutting away something, severing from something. It's a lot stronger in Leo than it was in Cancer a few days ago. So the good thing about this, maybe it's good, maybe it's bad, I'm not sure, is that since Mars is at the tail end, because here's Pluto leading and Mars is at the very end, it might help not to get into too many confrontations since it is at the tail end, even though you want to do something. The other thing about Mars, it has to do with your motivation. 
And one thing I do like about a Mars-Pluto opposition is that it pushes you to, to get something done, to change something. But if we look at, this is the thing that's going to be very interesting to watch this week. What I did, on the left, you see the um, aspects between the planets from May 22nd. And on the right, we see the final aspects for May 29th, because this is my week for weekly weather. And the thing I want you to see, I tried to get a moving wheel in here, but I couldn't figure out how to do it. You notice here that there is what we call a, a fixed cross going on here. South and North Node are in Taurus, with Jupiter very close to that point. Pluto is the, on one of the other corners, and Mars is on the other corner. So this is a fixed cross which is still there at week's end and which actually will continue to be a fixed cross until we can get Mars away from these early degrees of fixed signs until it moves on and, and releases at least one of the points. So a fixed cross, what is a fixed cross? And what do you do with a fixed cross? Well, years ago, I had a, a class when I first starting out, I was teaching up in um, Fair Oaks, California. And I was explaining the difference between a cardinal cross, a fixed cross, a mutable cross, and how, you know, we're dealing with fixed energy, which is very fixed, very stubborn, very unmovable. And I, oh, and I do this actually with my clients. I still use this because it, it, I found it worked. So if you imagine a fixed cross and you create it into making a, a three-dimensional cube, and you put this fixed cube or this fixed cross on the side of a hill, is it going to roll down easily? Of course, it's not going to roll down. And I asked this entire class, I said, well, what would you do? What would you do to get this thing to move a little bit, to get going? And nobody could come up with an answer, except I had a very seasoned astrologer in the class, and she was great. I don't remember her name, but I remember her face. And she said, well, if it's on the side of a hill and it's a fixed cube, you move some rocks because these are heavy planets that involve Mars, Pluto, nodes, Jupiter are involved. You move some rocks. Yeah. Now, what's a rock? A rock is a fixed position, a fixed idea, an argument that's going nowhere, an impasse where nobody has an answer if you're working on a project and you can't come up with an answer. You walk away. That's one way to move some rocks, but you move some rocks. And then by doing that, you start kind of on this little walkabout as a human being, because you are this month, especially your own hero or heroine, as May is coming to an end, because this entire month, the eclipses have been with Mars or Uranus, and now we have this fixed cross with Mars and Pluto. Mars is about, you know, stepping up to become your own hero or heroine, and to understand while trying to do this, that there may be mistakes made. And human beings are just that. They're human. Any challenge we have are always confronting. And they test us when we face adversity. But the key, especially with a fixed cross, a cube on the side of the hill that's not moving, the key is to try not to react with negative energy. When you're faced with negativity, when people are angry, when they're about to burst, when you're threatened or afraid, because sometimes this can happen. If you have Mars opposing Pluto, squaring the nodes with Jupiter, which adds a little extra salsa in there, because Jupiter can be very good, but Jupiter can also be over the top, overdoing something. 
So one of the things to do when you're in that kind of impasse in the workplace, in a family situation this week, because it's this is a pretty intense fixed cross. You deflect the energy and you walk away or or you do some something completely out of what you normally do. You change your reactive reaction, which will often shock the person that you're dealing with because they're used to you reacting in a certain way. So from May 22nd to May 26th this week until about, and then after that, we have a few more days this week. This is your walkabout week because it's also this week is the last quarter moon of the month. Every month has a closing square or last quarter moon, which is kind of wrapping up the message of this last month. It's kind of like wrapping up a very short planting season because it prepares you to get ready for the new moon. Finish the things that you promised to finish this month. That's important because we've had a lot of Aries, Marsy energy, which is not always really good at finishing what they promise. Mm. Because if you, you want to clear the decks for your next move this week and your intuition helps you on how to do a better job of it, especially on Tuesday, May 23rd, because on Tuesday, there's one little break in the week, Tuesday, May 23rd, which is a moon conjunct Venus, which is a little softer energy than the rest of the week. And also on Tuesday, May 23rd, those two, Moon and Venus, which are very nice planets, very com comfortable planets in Cancer, they will be in a sextile to Uranus, which is the awakener. So, or the one that gives you information or out of the box ideas or out of the box thinking, they're sextile. And one of the definitions I always remember for sextiles, one of the few definitions I remember for aspects actually, was a sextile aspect is a combination of an opportunity, if you're paying attention, by the way, and your ability. And so Tuesday the 23rd, you have a ruined Venus conjunction sextiling Uranus. Great day for new insights or experimenting with a better idea or hooking up with a friend that you trust who or who you, who you may run into in the store or in you know, in a parking lot while you're parking your car, there's something maybe quite magical about that day because Uranus is also very magical in its expression if you're open to change instead of being too stuck in the fixed cross. But the day before and the, the day before May 23rd and a few days after on May 22nd is the day after, it's the day after Mars is opposing Pluto. And sometimes a few days after this aspect feel like a volcano. And, and we did talk a little bit about volcanoes in the full lunar eclipse lecture for May 15th or May 5th of 2023. And because Pluto's involved and Pluto has a lot to do with choice and conscious choice, a sudden awareness of a choice is now here, which you've had, frankly, folks, you've had it since the big, since the end of April on the April 20th eclipse, because we had the eclipse squaring Pluto. So this volcanic kind of possibility makes it very important to redirect your energies as this fixed cross is not going away anytime soon. As I mentioned a few moments ago, it's still they stay in a fixed position, pretty close to fixed until somewhere around the middle of June. So we have a few more weeks to go. But managing volcanoes, it turns out also that on May 22nd, which I uh, is the sun, which is life force, is in a sextile to Mars. So we have a little bit of energy, heart, H-E-A-R-T, energy of the sun, working with that very, you know, aggressive, assertive Mars. And the sun oftentimes represents self-actualization. 
And of course, Mars represents the hero or heroine learning how to self-actualize from the more adult, shall we say, son. So sometimes there'll be a real positive authority figure that may come in during this time and says, hey, you know, cool your jets. We can do things a different way. Don't, 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 you know, get your panties in a twist here. We can do things in a different way. So while on a walkabout journey, you have to learn survival strategies. And sometimes we learn them from the mentors that we meet along the way. But sometimes when we're learning these things, we also goof up. And when we goof up and we can see we've goofed up, it's also very important to suspend the ego and apologize. And apologies are pretty hard for this Mars, Pluto, square the nodes. It's a real stubborn kind of, I'm right and nobody else is, is right. So apologies really help soften blows. In that moment where we see the greatest difficulty on Monday the 22nd, the sun is sextiling Mars, offering another way to see things. That's that, you know, maybe friend you call that you, who, who you trust, their wisdom and their experience. Somebody who's more experienced. A moment of realization that there is a moment here also by making the correct choice for a new adventure, which is also very Marsy. Now, May on, on May 22nd, also, we have Mars squaring Jupiter. And I alluded to that a little earlier because Jupiter is wonderful, but Jupiter can also be a little bit over the top. And, you know, it's it's like adding, um, I don't know, in, in I think it was in the fifth grade, the kids did this volcano experiment with baking soda and vinegar. And, you know, you put baking soda down and you pour a little vinegar and you see all this bubbling coming up. And that sort of reminds me of the Mars square Jupiter is, you know, that, at any moment, things could get a little bit out of control since Pluto's involved. So watch as you're making decisions to make some changes this week. Watch your impulsiveness as you head towards solutions. And even though it's a last quarter month, we, a last quarter week for the month, this aspect between Mars and Jupiter, because Jupiter is in Taurus and Mars is in Leo, it's a first quarter aspect during a last quarter lunar phase. So first quarter's Opening squares have a lot to do with after you've, after you've done all the research, which we've all been doing this month, or trying to reconfigure things that we've all been trying to do this month. After you've done the work, then there's an opportunity here to start to get organized about what your findings are. So self-discipline and self-management becomes important after Mars squares Jupiter as well. The overreacting, again, will not work. If you tend to be somewhat scattered, which many of us are, or if you have too many things on your plate, which many of us are, and which many of you may have with Mars square Jupiter, make a list. I mean, I'm notorious for doing too many things. So I actually make a list every morning. I used to make huge lists, like three, about 10 or 15 things, but I realized over the years, I'm not going to get all this done. So I just down write, write down about three or four each day. And that doesn't scare me and it's manageable and it's doable. And maybe if I get three of those things done, it's fine. And then the extra one goes on the next day's list. So making a list will kind of keep you on track. It's like making a map in the wilderness while you're on this walkabout. Get things done that are sitting on your plate since early April. That's again, the finishing. It's important to finish what you really began to do starting in April when we had this eclipse. There is a reward for courage and flexibility. And that reward, again, is called adventure or new adventures. On May 24th, 
Venus is squaring Chiron. Now, Chiron is not a planet. Chiron was discovered in the late 1970s. I think it was November of 1977, which is when the holistic health movement began to take flight. Also, for those who don't know this, it was about the time that Elizabeth Kubler-Ross began her work on death and dying, the stages of dying. And But it's a comet. And it's been around for a long time. And it's a comet that kind of orbits between Saturn, which is very traditional thinking, and Uranus, which is very futuristic thinking. And as Barbara Ham Clough, many, many, many years ago, when she wrote her book on Chiron, said, it's the Rainbow Bridge. It's a bridge, though. I look at it more as a, of a bridge. And, and the square that we see between Venus, which is a fairly fast-moving planet, and Venus rules values and has a lot to do with security orientation, especially she's now in the sign of cancer. She's squaring Chiron. So this, you know, here's a little, a few days here where, you know, you're really looking to make some changes and uh, it may have something to do with security or finances or money, but, you know, it doesn't seem possible to do all of it. So what's the one little tiny thing you can do that combines two different possibilities? You know, and I'll, I'll share this, I'll share this story I, about, I don't know, two weeks ago. There's this place in St. Peter, in Tampa, actually, really lovely place called Uravine Brothers. It's a beautiful plant shop. But I wandered in there because I was exploring that downtown Tampa area. And I saw for the first time, I've never seen these before. Many of you have probably seen these. The most beautiful, most exquisite paintings ma made out of moss that you don't have to water. It's It's dry. But they were beautiful, and and he was he was just such a master. And and there were giant ones that covered a wall, and there were little ones. And I thought, my gosh, this is such a beautiful thing. But they were really expensive, and I had my daughter with me. And, you know, she's learning how to do a few things. She's going back to her art background, and she, we came out of there, and she said, you know, I think we have these materials sitting around from the remodel. Why don't I try to do something? That's a good Venus square Chiron thing. What's sitting around the house that you can use in a different way to create something beautiful or to create something that is that, that hold, holds things that makes your environment a little bit more pleasing? Because it is a Venus in Cancer. Maybe it's about time to do some beautifying in your home in a very different way. So at the same time that this is happening, this is an imagination kind of cycle as well, because at the same time Venus is coming up to square Chiron, squares are known, are motivating. But at the same time, Venus is moving into a very beautiful trine, which is very positive to imaginative Neptune in Pisces by the very end of the week. Venus to Neptune is, can be a very artistic expression. What's old? What's new in your thinking? And without judging, how do you put these ideas together? And without judging yourself, most importantly, and how do you get it done? May 26th to 27th is when we see the, you know, dead heat of Mars precise, 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 precisely squaring the nodes. And Mars, again, is driving us. What house in your chart does Mars rule? That would be Aries. And sometimes we use Scorpio. And where is that Mars traveling in your horoscope right now? This is partly some of the lessons from the rulership mastery class. But house does Mars rule in your chart, which would be Aries, let's say, and it's in Leo right now. So what house is it traveling through in Leo, which means you bring the house of Aries into the interpretation where Mars 
is traveling in Leo in your horoscope because that'll add to the um, delineation in a much deeper way. And this, and, and it may help you see things in a little different way by bringing in those rulers. Bring that house's meaning into Mars square to the nodes. And I have to say too, you know, Mars is about tools. Mars rules tools, literally tools like hammers, nails, uh, protractors, you know, any tools we use for drafting, it has to do with tools. So what tools, also tools, it could be teaching tools, can you develop during this time that will help your journey be easier? And again, where are those transiting nodes in your chart? Still, they've been there for about 18 months. North node has been going through Taurus and the south node has been going through Scorpio. Where are these transiting nodes in your chart? Because where the north node is moving is to where you've been for the last year and a half being asked to take risks. And where the south node is moving is where you're being asked to let go of the things that you're holding on to that don't work. Because if you all remember earlier in the month, I gave the story of the dragon who eats the sun on, on eclipses. And here is the dragon. The north node right now is at three degrees of Taurus. The south node today is at three degrees of Scorpio. At the end of this week, Mars is squaring the two of them. And basically where Mars is, is kind of at this fulcrum point, the support system, opposite Pluto. It's kind of the two things that are kind of holding this little seesaw or tutor, teeter-totter up. And, you know, the North Node is about taking calculated risks. The South Node is about letting go of things that are just getting in the way of trying new things. And this is very important now because in the next few months in July, the North Node will move back into Aries and the South Node will move back into Libra. So we're in the early, early degrees of Taurus and Scorpio right now. And, um, you know, you've been a journey, you've been journeying for 18 months with the North Node from 30 degrees of Taurus all the way back to three right now. And I'm sure, considering that in the last few months, Uranus has been conjoining the transiting node, that your view of what security was for you a year and a half ago is a very, very different view now. And because of that, it's time to take what you no longer need and re, re, remove it from your psyche. And that's what, part of what Mars Pluto is doing, is purging the things that you really don't need anymore. And the only reason you're holding on to them is because you're afraid or you, you, you know that worked and that the next move you're making may not work. But if you've done everything this month, if you've done the budget that we spoke about this, about this month, which there is a template available online for that, if you really looked at your relationships to other people and how you may be too accommodating to some people and maybe that's gotten in your way. That's part of the South Node finishing up in Scorpio about to go into Libra is how much do we want to accommodate other people? And, you know, that has a lot to do with control also. And the South Node moving through the early degrees of Scorpio is about learning to let go of control or learning to let go of the control of outcomes that you quite frankly don't always have the control over. That, by the way, will reduce a whole lot of anxiety. Okay, so the fulcrum point, balancing several things at one time. So transiting Mars squaring the transiting notes feels as though you need to move at high speed to get to the future. And I have to say, and I've, you, you might've heard this 
said in a few of the things I've done this month. This Jupiter and Aries, this entire year, feels like time is going so fast. I will be so grateful in a few days when Jupiter, I mean, I, I, it is already in Taurus, but I will be very grateful in a few days when it establishes itself, so it's, itself a little further in Taurus to calm down a little bit because the Jupiter and Aries was very fast moving. You might be feeling like you're balancing on the dragon's fulcrum or on the head of a pin in this vast universe. Finish what is in front of you now to get to the next place. Remember, Mars energy is great at starting things, but not always good at finishing. And so this is about learning to finish and get it done and nail it down so that you can move on. Learn that, and you have mastered the Mars-Pluto with a lot of energy left over. On May 28th, transit Mercury, which is the mind, is in a crescent phase, a semi-square, an opening aspect to where Neptune is, while at the same time transit Sun is squaring Saturn. The crescent phase is the part of the cycle where we are doing a lot of research where we're checking out all the red tape, where we're asking a lot of questions, where we're finding out if something or an idea or a thought we have has legs, basically. And since Mercury, it is Mercury, which goes in and out of hell and scathe, I might add, all the, all the little mercurial characters in mythology and in fairy tales, like the Peter Pans and the Seven Dwarfs and the Tinkerbells, they always were next to the hero or the heroine as they were going through the underworld. So you know, ask the questions, go in and out. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Mercury has been semi-squared to Neptune a few times in these last weeks, but this time on May 28th is the last time it's doing that. And again, the crescent phase is about researching, overcoming obstacles, finding things out, asking the questions that you're, you've been afraid to ask in the past without being threatening in your requests. Revisiting problems posed by projects you've been working on. And finally, getting that you have to streamline something because streamlining, streamlining is the key at the end of the week as the sun is squaring Saturn on the same day, May 28th. People cannot process a lot of information. Just give the bullet points for now. And in the next few weeks, if it's a new project or a new ideas, new idea, then in the next few weeks or in the next summer, start unpacking the ideas and reorganizing them. So streamlining is the key at the end of the week. And of course, at week's end, Jupiter in Taurus is conjoining the North Node. And you know, the thing about the no nodes, the lunar North Nodes, is they involve the moon, which is the people on the planet. And it also has to do about families and homes and tribes and uh, security needs. And so Jupiter conjoining the North Node, it says if you've done the job, you're a traveler and you're now on your way. It was, oh, and I, I saw this as a quote and I thought I would put this in here. It's by F. Scott Fitzgerald. It was only a sunny smile and little the cost in giving, but like morning light, it scattered the night and made the day worth living. And that's the weekly weather. I love how, um, now again, like, those of you who are, are listening to us and not watching us, you definitely want to maybe go over to YouTube because Georgia has some beautiful graphics that really kind of express what this energy looks like, no matter if you're new to astrology or a, a, an avid student, I think that you would really love it. So the overall theme, like we're like, we talked about when we started, like we are being challenged to 
it's all about approaching something with a new way of thinking about it. That's what I loved about what you were saying. Like if it, if you've like had the same fight or the same, you know, what is it like um, impasse, a beautiful word there. What, what, what's the new solution? You know what I mean? Like, can you think outside the box? There's a little bit of that Uranus energy. Like how can I be super creative and think about something different? And that usually really disempowers people. And I know, like, I love how you said that sometimes apologies are, are hard or they, they kind of take out the blow, but I, um, I've worked with a lot of skillful people and they will tell you, like, it hurts your pride. Like you feel yourself clench up. But when you say that apology, even if you're not ready to believe it or completely mean it, it completely disempowers the other side. And it just changes the entire vibration because it does. Yeah. Because the, 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 each planet has a remedy, an antidote, if you will. Mars's antidote is Venus. Mm. Love. You know, yeah. Pl Pluto's antidote is Mercury. Communication. And I have, I have a class that I taught on that. And um, I think when you apologize to somebody, you know, I think it really does disarm someone because most people these days don't apologize. They just stay angry. You know, we have this whole anger, which America has Mars on the angle anyway. I mean, Declaration of Independence is Mars is on an angle. So we're in a lot of wars and we fight a lot. But, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. Mars can be courageous. It's a hero. It's a heroine. It's the person that leads the way for those who are in the dark. And this last month, I have to say, this the, these two eclipses that we had are very, very significant. They're very, very, we always have eclipses, but these that we had with Pluto and Uranus, extremely significant. And it's an opportunity to just break up your crust, you know, the Capricorn crust, just crack it open, you know, and just scatter the dust and try a new life. Yeah, because I think um, one of the questions too, like, you know, apologizing, we, we all, we did just go through the eclipses, which was a very revealing eclipse on both sides. So sometimes, and then you take that and you add Mercury being in retrograde in Taurus and now like getting to like clarity and integration. It may be that you're apologizing because you have the other side of the story or you have a new perspective or you're able to kind of look behind the veil and settle with it. And um, it, it really is, is, is super, I love that it's disempowering, but like you said, the way that we're set up right now, like almost, you know, internationally, not just here in America, we speak more than we listen. And when you apologize, that's like, definitely a Mars thing. That's a, that's a, that's a childish Mars. Yeah. The lower vibration of the, it. The yeah. lower vibration of Mars. We speak a whole lot, but we don't do any listening, listen. you know? And when we and listen, yeah, it, it changes. Uh, because, I mean, especially if you listen, I think it, listening is powerful. It's important, but also listening, um, kind of pulling in Mercury, they're listening with curiosity. Like, why do you see it that way? Why do you feel it? Why do you feel that way? And sometimes we just don't know because we just see the profile that people put up or the exterior, the boundary that they put up. We don't understand why it's there. And sometimes following their, their triggers backwards are yours and really yours are more important because, you know, how you approach the world is what matters. And if you can approach it with a different kind of perspective, it, can, it changes everything. And, you know, sometimes an, another thing that I've been sitting with is like, what is the price of winning? Like if you win the argument, what, what, yes. is, <laughs> what is the price? What, 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 what is the price of winning? That's a really good question. And, and, and you know? to ask everything, because I mean, you can win the argument, but are you going to be like victorious, happy? Is it going to bring the love back? Not to, not to all sides. So it's really like, you know, it, that's a hard decision.
long time. Yeah. Especially if you've been holding on to something and really pushing for so long in a certain direction to kind of have that like release. But I think we're all kind of collectively in that space, especially as Jupiter gets ready to move into Taurus to be like, okay, you know, what is the solution? And, and I love how you said that you were ready for Aries to move because the analogy yeah. of <laughs> Really, really ready. I mean, I I have like I have a lot of you know I have a a good mix of energy in my chart, but the analogy I've been using with my clients is like it's sort of like trying to light an altar of candles in a windy church with only so many matches, and you run out, you're trying to light the other one, and you have like five, but like you know going into this energy instead of having so many irons in the fire, just really concentrating on what matters, like what's important, what can I really put in my Taurus garden and seed and nourish and grow. And it, I love that we have this, even though it's fixed and we're asked to break it, that's going to, that's going to be a good thing to think about. What what are you ready to grow with Jupiter now that you can kind of like zero in on what really matters to you? And um, it, it's long-term, you know what I mean? It's not a short-term decision. Yeah, it's a long-term. And, you know, I think, I think in, a, in our culture, I think it's all over the world now too. Um, everybody wants something immediately. Yeah. <laughs> it's like right now I need to make a lot of money. Right now I need to get a house. Right now I right now I have, to have a relationship. Right now, right now, right now. Well, you know, I hate to say this, folks, but you whoever's listening to this, you younger people, you're gonna live to be like a hundred and a hundred ten years old. You've got a lot of time. You yes. know, it's not like you're gonna die like they used to in the old days, 45 years of age, you get married at 16, have your family, and you die, right? Yes. So there's a lot of iterations of our life over the course of the next, you know, 50 years, even the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. And the other part of it, too, is since Pluto is really going to go back now to Capricorn and then go into Aquarius at the end of the year, then back to Capricorn, then into Aquarius. It's literally two years until the late part of 2024 when Pluto decides to stay in Aquarius. So wherever Pluto is moving in your horoscope and the house that it rules, which is Scorpio, there is at least a two-year iteration here of not completely having a a direct direct focus on what you're going to change in certain areas of your life until that little Pluto gets over to Aquarius and stays there. Because where Pluto, when Pluto goes back to Capricorn, it will be disposited by Saturn. When Pluto goes back to Aquarius, it will be disposited by Uranus. Saturn and Uranus, they're like night and day, you know, and going, and I am looking forward to Pluto going back to Capricorn, which will be dispositive by Saturn, because you said it, it'll be with, uh, in Earth at least, and we can kind of, you know, finish a few Earth things that we need to finish and get ready for, you know, the new currency, which is going to be data and ideas and uh, global kind of data and ideas, but that's not really going to come around until about another two years. Right. It's, it's it's trying things out now. Everybody's trying things out with their jobs, with money, you know, investments. Um, everybody's trying things out. But I tell you, it's not going to be the final solution until it moves that way. So it's definitely a process of like, especially as Twitter looks back over the last 14 years, like what mm-hmm. did you learn? Where was your power? Where did you surrender it? How did you balance it? What did you do with Saturn in that time period? Because it was like, it could have felt like chaos, even though it was an earth at times, because, you know, the whole world went through this, but there's lessons there that are going to help you make the decisions as you kind of build your new life. Like what golden nuggets do you, you don't want to take out the, was it the baby in the bathwater together? Like really 
there's some great things. So with Pluto looking back, you're, you're looking for the power that you had then and, and finding the power to go forward. And sometimes that power is just letting go. Like, cause we did a lot of letting go over the last couple of years. We let a, a lot of perspectives. Well, a lot of us had no choices with the pandemic, yeah. with disease, with health, with jobs, with the economy. I mean, there were no, there was no choices, but the choices were to pivot. Yeah, exactly. Be flexible. Of it. Yeah. Just find compassion in the darkness and, and hope for yourself and know that what you want. Because one of the, I think personally, one of the most important things right now is, like you said, we're going to go through these transitions. We're going to get fixed, but we have to like get fixated on where, where we want to go. Like what is the outcome you want? And sometimes that's super hard to conceptualize because you're so, so busy fighting, so busy trying to hold something together that's ready to fall apart. Um, but if you can, you know, kind of envision where you want to be, what do you want your day-to-day -day look like? What do you want your life to look like? And is it something truly that you want to look like? Or are you just trying to mimic or reflect what you're told it should look like? Like that's, that's a Uranus thing. Like you have to be the most original version of yourself or the universe will call you on it day in and out. They're going to call you on it. And then you get reset. So it, it is an interesting time to, to be just be living through or working with people on because it's, you feel it. Everyone is astride two worlds. And it's like, where do I lean? And what do I take with me? And how do I get there? But um, I feel like there's just pockets of, of brilliance and wisdom that come in every week. Um, and I also think it's imagination, using your imagination. You know, I mean, yeah. Neptune will be finishing up in the next couple of years in Pisces, which is its own sign. It's in the Scorpio section of Pisces right now which is also interesting. And I think people, um, you know, we see like, I'm a real film and theater and stage buffs. And, you know, you see a lot of, you know, remakes, reboots, copying, you know, I'm so, uh, so done with that because the imagination is unbounded. And I, I think this is a really great opportunity, especially with Jupiter moving into Taurus, sextiling Neptune for the next year to do some really just, even if you're stuck in a job because you have to pay the bills, come on, that's reality, right? Okay. But you can imagine another way of living and not judge it. The voice of judgment is the most dangerous thing of all is, you know, you have an idea and then the little voice says, you can't do that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I can, you know? <laughs> and if it keeps coming back, you know, you beat a body bag or you go on a walk and, you know, let the, let the ideas, the Neptune, especially this Venus this week, it's just a few days, but it's Venus trining Neptune. It'll be a nice, you know, maybe a day to do another map or a day to just, you know, write down some things that you wanted to do because it's amazing. Neptune, you know, Neptune is a very powerful planet. A lot of it has a bad reputation of, you know, deceit, people taking advantage of you, no boundaries. I mean, that's all true. But it also has another side, which is, you can see what you believe. Yes. And you can create something. If you just write it down or draw a picture of it or, you know, cut some, I cut things out of magazines all the time and put them in terrible like drawers and things. I forget about them. And then I'll find that the thing showed up in my life and then I find it in the drawer. Yes. I didn't judge it. It was just, oh, I'd like, this would be something I'd like to do. And then it shows up. That's the magic of Neptune. Yes. I agree a hundred percent. And just the, this, the intention of it. Cause I think sometimes when we, we get those goals or ambitions, we almost need like validation for people that are close to us. Like, should I do this? Do you think I can do this? And like their answer doesn't really matter. It, it has to come from within. And I think another one of my famous quotes is if you are the only person on the planet 
what would you create? Like, what would it be? Like, if there was no judgment, nobody else in the thing, what would you do all day long, every day for free? If you could, like, that's your passion and create that. And then, and then don't worry about how you're going to get paid for it. What's going to happen because as soon as you start walking down that path, that opportunity, that idea, that connection will come in and you may need to, you know, stand astride two careers, pay, have a job that pays the bills as you're building this other empire, but just the possibility of this creation, no matter what the sky is doing, the, the universe is always working for you, not against you. It just feels like it's against us if we're trying to um, take our very unique purpose, our very unique, unique blueprint and fit it into a box. Like you're not supposed to be a carbon copy of anything. And I, and I think this energy is kind of helping us see that everything that we're going through right now, as we move into this and it's a, it's a slow roller, but we have these intense kind of weeks that tweak the energy and just kind of remind you, because it's kind of like you pass one test and you're like, no, I'm done. I, I'm going to, I've set my intention. I'm going to do this. And then you get tempted to go the other way. And the universe is like, uh, 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 and you get pushed back. So it's really like, it is a little bit of self-discipline. And I know that you, you brought that in a lot to this week too, because that that's going to be called into action. Like we have we have this fixed energy that we're approaching the week with. Monday, today sounds like the, one of the most intense weeks. Like what you're going through today is what you'll impact, unpack through the rest of the week rather. But um, yeah, like the self-discipline, working with self-discipline, really struggle, um, being clear on where your heart is. That's a hard thing to know. I think one of the hardest questions, you ever seen that meme about from the, no the movie, The Notebook, where he's like, what do you want? What do you want? Like, I he's love that movie. Oh, it's a great, but I remember, yeah, I remember that exactly. He's yelling at her. What do yeah, you want? want? And it's like the hardest question to answer in any circumstance. But if you can answer that, you, you just imagine the universe yelling that at you. That's kind of what we're working with. Because if you yeah. want that, this has to move right here. That's what the universe is saying. We have to kind of break off the crust. I love how you said, what was it? Is it cut bait or fish? Cut bait or fish? Fish, fish or cut bait. Yeah. Cut bait. Fish yeah. I love that fish or cut. Yeah. Because it, it does take, and that's Neptune too. It takes a lot of faith and that's even Jupiter. It takes. Faith. It, it, Jupiter it, and Neptune are faith. It's about faith. And, and the thing about, you know, Jupiter is, you know, luck and abundance and expansion, all of those good things. But I found that Jupiter doesn't really know what luck is or expansion is like you have to tell him. So whatever you're focused on is what you bring. So if you really focus on that faith and give the guy a good grocery list, he'll bring you what you ask for back, especially he's going to be hitting that North node and it's yeah. going to be like, okay, here's fate and here's expansion. And we, we want to focus on where we're going and not where we've been. So I think I would keep that in mind as I was working with this week. Like if it, I would, the apology or the conceding or just kind of walking away from whatever conflict you have, your reward is going to come in spades. Like you're going to be so grateful because you're not going to, your energy is not going to be focused on that. You're going to be looking for a new outcome. And then Jupiter is going to come along and be like, Hey, you want that? Okay. Here's your opportunity. How can I help you right. find it? That's right. And, and the other thing, thank you, Jamie. The other thing too, is if it's an untenable situation, like, a job that you just can't do anymore that you you've been thinking about right i'm not telling people to walk off their jobs but to really just walk away if if it's killing you to the point where you can't sleep you can't eat you're anxious you're not healthy and you you know keep you know keep trying to fit around what is a round peg in a square hole yeah. then you just that's mars pluto square the nodes too is it doesn't mean that you're a chicken and it doesn't mean that you're not assertive and it doesn't mean that you don't have any goals. It means that you've come to the end of the road. 
And that's a Pluto thing too. You know, Pluto, Pluto's always going to give you two roads. Because I always call Pluto the planet of choice. And actually there's a free lecture at our website if people wanted to get it on Pluto, the planet of choice. And you come to two roads and you can either choose the high road or the low road. It's your choice. You're a human being. You can choose whatever you want and be able to take the consequences for the choice as well. Uh, most people will try to take the easy road, okay? And that's fine because we're humans. But if you really want to make some big changes in your life, I remember I walked off a job. I was had no money. I was 28. I had a good job paying good money, good benefits, and I they weren't promoting me, and I was in school. And I just, I remember, I remember very clearly. I just one day was working on something, just got up. This is when I was young. Walked over and said, look, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm leaving in two weeks. And that's when I started my business. It was like you you, you hit that point. I yeah. got to that point. It was like, this is going to kill me if I stay here. And so, you know, I think, um, and, you know, the other part of too is to understand if you are going to make changes, especially with career, because I do a lot of work with people. Uh, with their careers and their career choices and career planning is you're not going to leave one job and start a brand new and be very successful. You're going to have to, you know, sometimes you have to do a couple jobs while you're developing the job, right? And, and, but the good thing about those couple jobs is also you meet people who might be interested in what you're doing for the future. Absolutely. Because it, the world is this just big cosmic pool. You yeah, know? Yeah. One degree of separation too. And like, it is just a few degrees of separation. It's just amazing. Just amazing. So that's our weekly weather. I mean, it's, you know, finishing the month. And um, so this whole week, I love that you had the theme. I love the theme. I know you had a lot of great lines in there, but a walkabout week sounds really great to me. So we're going to kind of step in with this really fixed energy. So it really is about, you know, let's, let's wrap this up. What needs to go? What needs to come in? Let's really envision what's coming next. And we may have to approach it with a different mindset, not the one that you've had before. Actually, like the more you look outside the box, the healthier it'll be, because um, that's when you're probably going to find that inspiration just hidden right there in plain sight. Got a lot of intensity as we come into Monday. Tuesday, we're going to be working with some opportunities um, and like a softer energy. And let's see here. And then as the week you know progresses, we'll work with the nodes and Mars and just kind of moving through those changes. But overall, that's the theme. It's just, you know, let's find a new way to look at it. Let's find a new way to look at an old problem and really dream in the future that we're trying to work with as we do this walkabout. And, um, you know, if you you find that you're faced with a lot of intensity this week, I mean, we don't, like we said, we don't encourage anyone just to kind of just walk out, but just do take a step back, take a breath, calm down, ask yourself like, what does, what does the victory get me? And, you know, maybe you're not ready to leave the situation that you're in, but you're definitely ready to make a plan, an exit plan. And sometimes that's all you need, the exit plan. Yeah, like that's a plan. That's a strategy. That's a Mars Pluto strategy. It's, it's, and the other thing I should have mentioned, and I, I failed to mention, go get a massage. That's a perfect use of Mars Pluto with the nodes. Go get a massage and just let somebody kind of open up all those blockages in you. Body work. You know? yeah. Or body, you know, work. body work, walking, just kind of anything physical to kind of take it out of it. I mean, I know there's some people that are more that exercise helps. Sometimes it's just learning something or, you know, giving yourself some kind of, uh, that's another thing that I think I would encourage with this week too. And I, I wonder if you would agree, Georgia, it's just, 
noticing your diet. And when I mean diet, not just what you put in your body, what you put in your mind, like what you're listening to, what you're thinking about, what you're saying, the music. And I think we did a lot of that moving the body and dance. But if you are like, like, if you notice that your social media stream is full of negativity and and taking like, you know, okay, let's either hit not interested or put it down and just change your mood. Like the littlest tweak will change your entire environment. So no, and don't listen to the news or read the news late at night. Yeah, no, because it's not. A, it's a really good habit not to do that because you go to bed with all that negativity and it, your your sleep's not going to be good and it's it's not going to help your sleep state. So if you have to listen to it, maybe do a diet of social media or a diet of um, the news. You know, maybe fifteen minutes a day, so you know what's going on in the world, and then that's it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, but the problem is the phone's on all the time. It's always you know the little notices and the little this and the little that. Well, you can- I, I gave myself a Saturnian diet of that too. I don't have any notifications on, but I, it's something I've gotten into recently, which I would be granted. I have a Gemini moon, but like just listening to books or stories that are fiction or like a lot of like calming ads, anything that can kind of take you out of the emotion so you can get really clear about it. And you know, you know, what is, what is the outcome that you want? You know, what is it you want? Think about that book called, what do you want? In this situation and, and where you're going. So it could be a little bit intense this week, but I think George has given you a lot of great insights about how you can work with it. She's let you know when it would be intense. Um, just beautiful. It's a walkabout. We're walking away. We're going to find ourselves and we're going to find ourselves in our future and we're going to dream it in and um, do whatever we need and, and, and activate all of our planets in our chart. But it's been a great, I love this so much. Go ahead. One more thought before we close. Um, the, the Tuesday date where we had Moon, Venus, uh, Cancer, sextile, Uranus, I think it was, and probably nearer trying to Saturn. Um, you know, if you're looking at making a change with your work or your life, um, though, that might be a really good day because I read, I think it's very important to read things, not just one-sided. Like I will read, I have a vast collection of things I read. I read journals, I read astrology stuff, I read Economist, I read the New York Times, I read the Wall Street Journal, I read People Magazine, I read all kinds of weird stuff from all different industries. And one of the things about that, in fact, if anybody has a chance to ever see the old Melanie Griffiths um, and Harrison Ford film, Working Girl, it's a great film because she becomes who she becomes because she does exactly that. And uh, they can't figure out how an uneducated woman figured out answers. That's because you can find your answer in all of these different places that have very different approaches if you're looking for a new idea and then combine them. Don't get too fixed on reading the same stuff over and over and over and over again because it limits your, and it basically doesn't train your brain very well either. You want to change your algorithm. Yeah, change your algorithm. That's good. It's been a beautiful weekly weather, Georgia. Thank you so much for being here. Lovely host, and thank you for being here today. Oh man, it's been great. I love it. This this actually made my day. You're you're amazing. But I want to tell all of you guys out there, if you are looking for a new way to train your brain or look at something different as far as astrology, if you haven't signed up already, we're already in progress. You should check out Ruling Planets for Unruly Times. I love that title. But it's taught by Christopher Renstrom. This started last week on May 11th. We've already had the first model release. It's been absolutely amazing. But it's a good way to escape. You'll be able to see some mythology and a different way to look at these ruling planets George has talked about too. It definitely gives a lot of flavor when you when you see those depths. But you can learn more about that at astrologyhub.com forward slash ruling planets. And um yeah, 
Thank you so much for being a part of this episode. Thank you so much for being part of our community. And thank you always for making astrology a part of your life. We'll catch you on the next episode. This podcast is presented by Astrology Hub. You can learn more and find all of our shows at astrologyhub.com slash podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you can stay up to date on the latest episodes and help more people find the wisdom of astrology. Thank you for taking the time to do this now. Thank you for being a part of our community and for making astrology a part of your life.